Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I sit down with Pastor John as we discuss how our faith in Jesus Christ informs our engagement around controversial topics. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Back in the armchair is Pastor John. How you doing, John? Hello, everybody. Good to see you here, Zach. Yes. And uh, this week, uh, uh, we were flip-flopped from our usual yeah. rotation. You were back in the Vine service. Uh, just been a before, while. Yeah. yeah, for a while for you. And I was back in Classic, which I had been scheduled in Classic earlier, but I had to move some things around because we had baptisms in Vine. So I had to, to be in Vine in, in weeks that I was scheduled to be in classic so uh it was an interesting it was interesting yeah. how did it feel to be back in there it was great it, it, i've missed it um, yeah. you know a lot a lot of the church members are, are there so it's great to be in there with them although a lot of them uh we had a good chunk of them were in classic this week because of the youth sunday so yeah we, but it you, was great to be back and i yeah. i also had i was scheduled to be in vine prior to that but i had other events that came up and a wedding uh you know a family wedding that uh, we needed to change some things around for that so uh, it's just good to be back. Yeah, and I think we're entering into a more normal season, I think, Feels in terms like of, of schedule. I mean, normal being lots of stuff happening and lots of stuff going on. And we're, and, and we're staring into uh, the, to Advent and Christmas right at this point. You know, We're thinking ahead and yeah. saying that's, that's, that never feels normal uh, as far as the rhythm goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, like you said, you know, we had Youth Sunday in Classic, which we mentioned in the beginning, we... I haven't had a youth Sunday in classic in I don't know. It's probably been. It, let's put it this way: I've never had. It's not, it hasn't been that way since I've been here. Ten, yeah, ten that, years. That, ten that years. is a change. That is something. That was the new thing because yeah. we have had on Youth Sunday in Vine. Mm-hmm. We sort of dabbled with, kind of peppered in the, uh, the some youth in in, yeah. in classic. But we decided. Now this is a great call. I don't know if it was you, Zach, or you or um, um, uh, Josh, or who who decided. I think we just said it. It doesn't make sense that we did. We're, we the classic is getting barely anything yeah. for Youth Sunday. And the, and the youth don't get, get exposed to that. So let's make it. Well, the plan is that we'll do one in the in the first half of the year and one in the second half of the year, and have one in each side, yeah. in, in Vine and in Classic. And actually, that was it was Jennifer Voigt, actually, who is the the modern worship director. It was her that said, "Why don't we do one in?" In in classic, so really it was her impetus, good, uh, and she's also good call Jennifer. Yeah, she also. But I think you know one of the reasons is because we had it in our heads like, oh, it has to be in relative proximity to the to the one in the spring. Like yeah. it has to be the same. And and we we did come together, and, and I said, well. Why does it have to be? I mean, there's nothing magical about the dates, you know. That it's not like it's world teenager lead church, you know, yeah, Sunday or yeah. something like that. It's some global it's just, calendar. Yeah, yeah, it's not a global. Ca- it's not on a liturgical calendar or anything. Yeah. We just, I mean, I, I know that there are Sundays like that. The PCUSA, it seems like every Sunday is fill in the blank celebration Sunday, but that doesn't mean we have to follow that. So um, it made made more sense to 
in in Vine, we we put it after Easter, um, primarily because Easter Sunday. Uh, it, it, there, there's some evangelistic reasons that we mm-hmm. do that because of well, there are a lot of youth in church on Easter, and a lot of them parents who don't go to church. They're in Vine, so we're trying to get them there two weeks in a row to build some habit. It makes sense to do classic in the fall because it's the beginning, kind of the beginning of school. It's the beginning of of um, of the the programming here. For youth and teenagers, Wednesday nights, as you, as you know, are packed with Busy. teenagers and children, and and special you know special needs classes and prayer and adult classes. So it makes sense to do it this time of year in classic. So it, it does change the vibe. Yeah, as it well, doesn't. I'd love to hear it because I've I've heard a few a uh, little bit of feedback. But this is Tuesday, so it happened two days ago. Yeah, I've heard a little bit of feedback from that from that day. We had a concert that afternoon. I spoke with some people yeah. then. But what did you hear afterwards about the impact of having you Sunday in classic? Yeah, and I think I think people in the classic service really appreciated the participation. You know, uh, and and Jennifer did a good job of bringing in members of the youth band uh to to sing um you know we might make some adjustments next year to give the classic folks a tiny feel of what the youth band can do but we also have a youth choir so there was a joining there they the the we have a youth bell choir which i think some people forget that we have but um john freed does a good job leading that he, he walked down the aisle they yeah, walked down the aisle ringing bells which that was impressive i think for me that was one of the most uh, that was a highlight because just one to, to walk and sing is a, is a difficult thing. To walk and play the bells with any kind of accuracy to me is is m- kind of magical. And then to know that they're teenagers doing that, you know, that was that was that was special. That was a special way to start the service. Um, and and I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I've been in classic on a special service Sunday. Hmm. We have special services in classic all the time, but I'm, yeah. I'm rarely there because typically that's a senior pastor's role there. So um, I actually, all, pretty much every special service that we've had here 10 years in classic, yeah. I've missed it because I've been in Vine. Nice. Right? So this was a good chance for, for uh, me to kind of see that side of classic, which yeah. I don't typically get to see. And, and, um, I think and, our and next one, next one coming up is uh, Kirk and the Tartans. Kirk probably, the Tartans yeah, yeah, probably there, and I'll and I'll be in Vine there too. So just, you can, you can just, wear your you can wear your plaid that day. I will, yeah, I wore my plaid that day. But it was you know it was very good. Yeah. Uh, it does you know we we knew that going in um, to this week it was going to be Youth Sunday, and that we were dealing with in this series an integrated life, the topic of faith and controversies. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that you and I always kind of bring up is, do because this was not a book of the Bible, right? So we could have shifted it around. You know, we could have shifted it around and talked about something yeah. else. We chose not to do that, and I think there was some rationale behind that. So I'd love to hear, you know, your take on the importance of having the faith and controversies conversation on a youth Sunday with parents and and teenagers, and a lot of those parents don't come to you know, I'll say yeah. a lot. Not a lot. Some of those parents don't come to church here regularly. Yeah. So no. well, well, first off, uh, good job to to you. Um, you know, you were the one who, who who framed out this this series mm-hmm. of sermons here. So good job to you. And uh, on on the schedule, I know we had the family one. Yeah. Uh, not uh, a lot last time. Ago, yeah. And Josh mm-hmm. did the one on the uh, on Sabbath last uh, pre- the prior week. And then I think it was a great call to keep it on on this day with you Sunday because. 
if anybody's going to not only I mean, we're, we all hear the controversies, we we live we all live in the world. But if anybody's going to hear the controversies and, and wonder what do I do with this, mm-hmm. uh, and really agonize over that and maybe really struggle with it, I think youth and their youth and their families are in that in that zone of the kind of people who really wrestle with these very issues. Even though you and I, and neither one of us, went down issue by issue, yeah. went into any one issue because that wasn't the point of the sermon. Yeah. I think having that on a day where there's more youth and maybe some family members who who were out there. I hope what people heard was we're, we, we are not afraid and we are perfectly willing to and we think it's a faithful thing to do to actually address real life mm-hmm. real life issues and I think that was worth it worthwhile. Yeah and I think for especially for families who may not you know may not be regular attenders they might not come to church at all or go to church at all I think there there is a uh, uh, whether it's fair or unfair, but there is a perception that the way churches approach controversies comes down to one of two camps. They're either, you know, all about it, and they, you know, I mean, there are churches in our community, large churches in our community, who have who have done whole sermon series on the evil that is Islam. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. their that's their sermon mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. and I always wonder, okay. Mm, a whole series on the evil that is Islam. Uh, that, and, and, and what scriptures are you what, using exactly, for that, for that yes, series? Exactly. That's that's. And then, uh, but then there are other churches who pretend none of it exists, and we're in this kind of holy huddle and this enclave, and and it doesn't matter anyway because we're all go, you know we're going to heaven. So you know it, it's kind of that that idea um, that we don't you know we don't have to deal with them because that's not this is, the earth is not our home yeah. kind of thing. Which which to the, my the, the, the 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 cliche critique of that is that they're so heavenly minded they're of no earthly yeah, good exactly exactly um, and neither one of those is the, what I I think the the proper way to handle these things and I think Jesus gives us the roadmap to do that and mm. and I also think we didn't try to put a square peg in a round hole because I I do think and you and I had a conversation. Um, a few days before, just about are we going to address the specific issues that we yeah. list, and we neither one of us ended up doing that, right? Because the point was not I about wanted the to, issue. I wanted to. You wanted and, to, and, I I still, and, I, and when they, in that conversation, I planned to, yeah. at least on one of the issues, just yeah. to just to tee into that a little bit. Yeah. You just start into that a little bit, but uh, it just didn't. It just. It was too distracting from yeah. what, we, what we were actually trying to do. Yeah, because the point of the series is how to give people the tools in the, the toolbox to navigate how they deal with controversies, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say we won't, when the scripture text brings it up, we won't address those topics, Yeah, right? I mean, and we have. I mean, you and I both have talked about things that, that are pretty controversial, you know, mm-hmm. racial inequality, for example. Yeah. Abortion. And abortion. I mean, we, I, I, you know, I've done sermons where I just go, because especially when you start talking about uh, the sanctity of human life and you start talking about God as the giver of life, or, or the one that I tend to go and, and talk about abortion is when, in the Old Testament, when God condemns the worship of Molech, which one of the, one of the worship practices of Molech was to sacrifice their babies and I make the connection to say well it's it's two different idols but it's the same result Mm -hmm. right we we we, you know we we are prone to worship the God of convenience and comfort and my needs and my wants and my rights rather than the the God who gave us life Mm -hmm. and so but Mm. this was not that week this was not that week yeah 
No, I, it, it, I, we were trying to equip people for how to process the, the, these very things. And I think I, one of the things, we both mentioned Tim Keller, we both mentioned the, mm-hmm. Tim Keller, we mentioned Defenders of the Faith. And I think if we can f- figure out how to languages, nuances, still have our core True, convictions yeah. and still stick, we both mentioned this, stick to the truth, we still yeah. have the truth of the, as, as God has revealed it, but we can still engage with people who 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 that's not where they are yeah. Yeah, in that moment. That's not how they get there. They, they look at other things as more authoritative or they interpret things differently. My my hope is that is that we as Christians can model that very behavior yeah. rather than just being a put everybody at arm's length. We you disagree with us, therefore you must you, you must go away or you must and, be at at an arm's you must stay at arm's length. And you're and 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 you know we cast the the, the folks that disagree with us as they're evil. You know they're wicked. You know yeah. like. Well, maybe they're just wrong, you yeah. know, or, 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 and maybe, maybe they're coming from a different background. The other thing too is Christian, certain Christian, well, I won't say certain Christian, Christian, and I mentioned, I did call out two different, you know, the polar opposite sides of folks that call themselves Christians uh, and how they approach these topics in very different ways. But they, but really it's the, they actually approach the, uh, the opposition in the same way as they are, well, they're not believers, they're not faithful people. Mm-hmm. But then there's other folks that don't have faith in Jesus Christ. And so shouting them down on issues is not bringing them to faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, our first priority, and this did not, this is cutting room floor type stuff, is to bring people to into a relationship with yeah. Jesus yeah. and then ask God to do the work by the power of the Holy Spirit through His Word in the community of faith to make a heart yeah. change. And that's not an overnight thing. You know, that's something that happens over the course of long periods of time and deeply held deeply seated beliefs are not going to go away overnight even even un, even under the influence of the holy spirit that takes time right i wonder if you felt this uh, i felt this in this in this particular sermon um that um you know usually it's the gospel does leads to this here's the gospel here's sin here's jesus here's commitment it le- leads to this this seemed like it was we 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 just we said it. We said it everywhere, but I didn't feel like I sort of came back to the gospel, yeah. the core gospel message. Uh, really needed to sit with this. this almost, it's almost a very practical. What do we do? Kind yeah. of thing. It's very. Uh, and and you know, the, the the risk is that you that you don't have that gospel message, and there's someone in the crowd who needs to hear that gospel message. They haven't actually heard that presentation or that you know, invitation uh, to that. But it seemed like it was a risk that was worth it. To, I mean, it was a risk that was worth it because it's so in your face. Yeah, this is so in our face. Well, and I, so I felt that 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 urgency. I felt that um, that tension. I, I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but there. And so the the way I addressed it in the in the message itself was was more subtle, and it was, and it wasn't a gospel call, which I sometimes think. We should always have a call mm-hmm. to the gospel. Um, as people who've been in this church know, that's how I, I end my messages every week is with mm-hmm. a calling to to be different, to live different, to think different, to feel different based on God's word and based on the gospel. But the part that I put in there was uh, about the, the, the image of God, um, you know, and, and the belief that the... It, the render to God the things that are God. I put that. I, I gave that a little bit of space for that very reason, but it wasn't as like 
so if you do not know, like in a typical gospel presentation, in a typical uh, call to respond to the gospel message, I would have stopped and said, if you if you're struggling with where you're at in your image, you know, if you're struggling to understand that God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is trying to redeem your image to be a reflection of his glory this is the day to do that forget mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. else this is the day to do that um i didn't do that part yeah. i did put the part in about um needing to be you know understand that we're created in the image of god we're being redeemed in the image of god to be ref- a reflection of his yeah. glory so that, that was that was the totality of that Part of the God, you yeah. know, the gospel presentation, yeah. but there was no, no there was no call to action yeah. there. There's a lot more responses. Well, even even having had that, and uh, now that you're saying that, I, I realize that I started by saying that the, everything that we are doing here is, is built built on this relationship with Christ, and yeah. that, that it, it does affect us in all of our areas of life. But how we respond to that relationship that has been established, how we respond to that. If you, if you will, the gospel call that has been placed upon our heart uh, matters in particular ways yeah. when we deal with these controversies of life. So, yeah. and I love the idea. By the way, you and I have talked about this before about the about the idea of having a regular, steady diet of invitation. Yeah. Uh, built into we, we we should talk about dialing that up and yeah. all these renewal calls that yeah. we've been renewal works that we're doing. How yeah. do we dial that up? Yeah, and, and one of the things that you did really well, and I, I appreciate it, especially because in Vine this has been a steady uh, part of the series. Is you went back to Genesis. I did not do that in my message this week. I have every other week, hmm. but you went back to Genesis to talk about the image of God very you know in in a very kind of direct way and how that's been morphed and transformed and then what what does that that mean you, you did that in relationship to the marriage uh, controversy that Jesus that Jesus yeah. uh, um, was addressed in Matthew 19 which I mentioned briefly just to I did it just to demonstrate the pattern of mm-hmm. of, of Jesus uh, ministry and how he was constantly being pulled into these two sides and I loved how you spent a, a good amount of time talking about the different even amongst the Jewish people mm-hmm. the schools of thought and how they and I, and I hope people got this in the room, how sometimes our controversies are nitpicking, right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and, and we're not – and that's well, not unique to our culture. Can you say yeah. – can you say, tell an ugly bride she's beautiful? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. That was. I thought that was. Can you, can you sing that, a song about that, a beautiful that bride? Is, that is nitpicking. When you fundamentally disagree that she's beautiful, <laughs> right? I, I, I. But that, to me, I. I I think that that really shows that there are even controversies in our day that we blow up to be these big things. And you mentioned far more categories of controversies than I did, which I appreciated because it showed. Well, we have a screen too. It helps yeah, that I could yeah, put, on, put on the screen. There's 30 of them that, yeah. were, that were listed there, and it was a it was a it was a suggestive list. It wasn't an exhaustive list. Yeah, so. and I, but I, I even even thinking like when you're starting to talk about vaccines and and I, I was just you know things like that artificial which, intelligence artificial I mean there are things like that. I'm like yeah, that is a controversial topic, but really should it be? I mean that's and yeah. then and then when you started to go into the two Jewish schools, at least where my head went was. That's kind of what we do with everything. It's almost like every news article. Yeah, you, did, you hit that that kind of bipolar nature of the of, of all these controversies. It needs to be this or that. And I wrote it down. In fact, as you were as you were saying that 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 you were describing that. Yeah, but Jesus seemed to be constantly coming up with a third way. Somehow. There's this one and there's yeah. two. Is it, is it going to be one or two? And he yeah. goes, No, it's three. Yeah. Even even when he does make because. 
One of the things I wanted to make clear when I was talking about the taxes thing is he does give an answer. I mean, he he gives them the permission to pay taxes, but still somehow manages to do it without taking a side. Yeah, without and without losing people, and without losing people, and and I this I love that you put this in there. I did not. I in my first draft, I had a I was a little heavier on the um, the marveling. That happens after Jesus yeah. teaches. Yeah. Uh, that word thou thou um, which is the same word that the disciples, uh, which is used to describe the disciples' reactions after Jesus calms the storm earlier in Matthew. I mean Matthew's gospel, and it's being applied to the Pharisees and the Herodians. Herodians. And you don't expect it. I, and you I ex- don't expect. I that. expected it to be like the temptation of Jesus. He looked for the devil looked for a more opportune time. Yeah, which, which we know was true with the, with the Jewish leaders. They yeah. did look for more opportune time but in that moment they described amazement and 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 the word there again this is you mentioned it which i was i was really glad that you did i didn't mention it at all um but in the first draft i had a whole you know section the whole section on it how 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 our ability to handle these controversies with 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 godliness and with you know uh, faithfulness to the truth and but also compassion for people is an event has an evangelistic transformative mm-hmm. quality amongst its listeners i i i i talked about you know how tim keller is able to do that uh, but not using that word because that word in the greek is very heavy it's not just a Oh well, that's neat how he said that. It, it's almost transformative mm. in that there were those amongst the Herodians and the disciples of the Pharisees who began to question their allegiance based on what Jesus said. I mean, that's that's the kind of word it is, and and also what kind of power God gives us when we take that same kind of mentality and approach and yeah. and, I, and I love that and well and and I think you mentioned this as well is that Jesus was not going to he was not going to be even though they were we both used the word buttering buttering yeah, him we up we did yeah we used the same yeah. <laughs> uh, even though they were they were buttering him up um he he was not going to be a pushover yeah and so he he came back with great uh, in fact I had a message Someone messaged me afterwards said, "I, I love the, the the just thinking that thought about Jesus mm-hmm. that he's he's not a cupcake that he's no. that he's got." He's got. I mean, he was offensive to, to these earlier, and then, and then afterwards, he, mm-hmm. he, he's offensive to these same people mm-hmm. who left in amazement. Love that, trans, yeah. tran, a bit transformed. But um, so, so in this moment, he, he was he was just straightforward. But pa- there's power in yeah. him. There, there, and, yeah. and obviously, it had an impact on on the people because they they left in amazement. But I think that that speaks to our uh, our cultural misunderstanding of what power is sometimes because i think right now i I think about our you know tonight as we're recording this is tuesday um september 26th there's going to be a presidential debate right Mm -hmm. and and so often in this day and age we associate power with almost bullying tactics like if if the if the politician isn't going to attack the opponent we think they're weak Right, yeah. and Jesus, I mean, Jesus calls the the Pharisees, the disciples, and the Herodians hypocrites. He calls them out, but he he also doesn't he doesn't pick a side. He's clear, but he's nuanced. There's all this going on, and but he's not thumping anybody. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the, there is this this power that is that is 
it's directional power, right, for Jesus. And 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 that's why I think both of us mentioned Tim Keller because Tim Keller I think the most amazing thing about Tim Keller's ministry, the thing that I, every every um, evangelical, conservative, reformed person I know has a, a special place for Tim Keller in, in their hearts and minds because he was able to do something as a pastor, a reformed, conservative, evangelical pastor that seems ridiculous. In New York City. It, that's yeah, what makes yeah, it ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to say, you know, hey, if you go to like North Carolina – Tim, you're going to do a lot better because <laughs> yeah. North Carolina is the South. It's the Bible Belt, and it's the heart of the PCA in a lot to a large extent. But he went to, and I said this: one of the most, if not the most, secular liberal cities in the world, and had a not a small thriving church, but a massive church. And have, I've read his bio not long ago. I don't know if you've gotten, gotten, gotten there yet, but you will, given even just this conversation and what you spoke on on Sunday, I think you will be, be be even more impressed as you read through exactly you know how did that how did that happen and yeah. what was that like to sit to sit with Tim Keller in the, in those meetings because you had people who were just vehemently disagreed with him yeah. on on that, but they were engaged with him. Yeah. That's one of the things that when when the New York Times you know re- reporter writes about that he was he was the friend to all yeah. you know and just said that, that anybody you could sit down with Tim Keller and have a great conversation we have lost that and yeah. if, I think if anything if, if our conversations our messages on Sunday did anything I hope that it encouraged all of us as, as Christians to say we can't have hard conversations and engage with people in the, in the world of ideas and still love them and still be still be connected to them we got truth we're built on truth because you and I both said we something said, we said almost the exact the, same the, things people and these truth are people and people here. that was really the heartbeat, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 and Jesus cared about the people. Yeah. These are people around here. He cared about their hearts and he cared about where they, how they saw things. Even the people that obviously they, he, they strongly disagreed with him, yeah. but he, he still wanted to, to influence them. And we have the ability to, to do that in a world that, that, I mean, Yes, you see the people who are just they're going to be those who are so entrenched, are just so blinded and almost with rage. And I, you know, as I said at the end, some part of part of my issue that I have with some of these controversies is that I know that I I, I think of stories even as I'm telling you this of people who have experienced trauma, who have just been abused, um, and yeah. been there there or just another group of people. This is like the, the, this is not the world that I grew up in. Yeah, I'm just afraid that my children and my grandchildren are not going to have the same same impact. So there's a lot of the emotional energy around these things. Can we figure out a way to do that? Well, Tim Keller did, and, and you and, and I called each, called us as a congregation too. Yeah, and 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 that's where I think it it was particularly um, poignant that our our the points of our messages were were so aligned. Yeah. And, I had no idea just, you were talking about Matthew nineteen. Well, no, and, we, and, we were and building that. Well, and I just and I want to let people know who are listening. You and I don't talk a lot. I mean, we had a conversation, what five minute conversation yeah. about where we we're going, and you would ask me about, are you going to address like any controversies, other, yeah, specific like controversies? Specific, and that was that was basically it. Yeah. But we talked about the potential impact if Jesus took a side. The you know if he was pro-Roman, what that would mean. We, yeah. we talked about what would mean if he came off cross as anti-Roman, and then we talked about what actually happened just 
four decades later when the anti-Roman movement really swelled up and destroyed the city of Jerusalem. But then when we got to the bottom of it, there's really, you know, we had different nuances how we said this, but it's really a commitment to truth and a commitment to people. If you take both of those seriously, then you follow the way of Jesus. I mean, that's yeah. those Tim Keller. I feel like really, and 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 I, I want to be careful because it gets really easy to to hero worship people. Yeah, but there is something about being amazed at yeah. what God does through an individual and how God uses that person's personality. Because it would be so easy to because because Tim Keller's church is not the only large church in. New York City. Redeemer was not the largest church, you know, the only large church in that area. But the the approach by others is so vastly different. And and the way he was able to do that and be a public theologian as well. I mean, he was called to, to, to speak on a variety of topics mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. And with, you know, that's why so many um, news outlets that were secular news outlets, like you mentioned the New York Times and and I, I read the Washington Post, uh, the, you know the, the the obituary. So many of those outlets felt compelled to write obituaries lauding his 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 um, demeanor and and person you know yeah. personhood. And, and I, I think that was the part of the genius of 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 him. And this is part of why we uh, you're right. He's not hero worship, but we need to see examples of that. Yeah, uh, was that he understood. First off, he's a brilliant, a brilliant mind. Yeah, and he he was a great communicator. He was able to take very complicated concepts. Even he, was, he even in seminary, they said he was doing this. That he would take these very you know, great lectures that were given and just go into the to the cafeteria afterwards and explain it in ways yeah. that the, the other students, other could, students could understand. He I just gave that. the summaries of, summaries yeah. of it. So he boiled it down for the common. He was a great great thinker, but he boiled down the thoughts for the, mm-hmm. for the for, to be accessible for the common person. You know, where does that go? I mean, yeah. it, the, I, when I think about things like that, the implications of what this could mean is that if, if we actually were doing this type very thing that you and I were talking about, is that you know basing our stances on the Word of God, which is one, mm-hmm. which is your your one, and making sure we care about people, but actually engaging in these conversations yeah. and engaging in a, in a in a civil, you know, warm uh, way, even though that we're, we're arguing ideas, we could find ourselves sitting in this very church yeah. on any number of those controversial issues and sitting down and having conversations with yeah. people on the opposite side in a public way. But I think that's but I think that's the the point though. It's it's, it's conversational, right? It's it's conversations where there's listening and talking, and and you you one of the points that you made about this in terms of the people is actually being a listener, right? Not not being a listener so you can you know load up your next response, yeah. and there's a difference between debates and conversations. Debates right. are always thinking about. The next response. Yeah. How and, am I going to respond debates, to this? Debates are by design uh, adversarial. You, know, you have the the position for and the position against, and you have to argue. And in fact, that the word argument in its purest sense is for made for debate. And but, that's you're talking. There are two different things. A yeah. conversation is a different thing. But we're not called to be people who are in in the sphere of debate. Mm. But but. but but conversations, even public conversations, are ones that are open to dialogue. And I think that's where, you know, that's the thing that I, I hope – I feel like when people get into the sphere of ideas, they feel like they have to be able to debate the issue, 
and and you should know the word of truth. You should. That's why both of us talked about the community, and and we can't diminish the community aspect of the the word of truth mm-hmm. and, and understanding it because we do not have perfect understanding of God's word. We need each other to kind of. I think it's saying this, but you know, and then getting into commentaries and reading, uh, you know, reading other thinkers mm-hmm. like 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 Keller and and others who've done this well. And, and being humble about our own knowledge, and then saying, "Well, I want to hear. I want to really listen to what the other side is saying and where they're coming from, and knowing that where they're coming from is not where I'm coming from, and their faith life might not be where my faith life is. They may have n- no, you know, faith in Christ. So, what's that? Where's that at? And and that's a different approach to these issues than almost any group I know of." There may be something there, Zach. Yeah, for for our future, you know, and 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 these people that we're talking about with these different ideas about reality and mm-hmm. faith and and uh, they're not strangers. Yeah, and what we're talking about is that these are people we live near. Well, they're probably what, our next door neighbor types. And what really, and I don't know how this hits you, but one of the things that really bothers me, and and what where I think the church, and I say the big C church, gets painted. Um, with a with a broad brush that's not always fair. Sometimes it's fair, but not always fair. Is when other groups of people co-opt Jesus for their political ends, but they're not actually actively involved in the church. You said that. I thought I, I cheered when I listened to that. That's that's that. I, it's one thing to co-opt Jesus. And you are fully immersed in the life yeah. of the church. You're you're there because yeah. you know, you're, you're, hopefully that's what you are saying is born out of this communal discernment yeah. and, and and of the word of God. And humility. There's humility and there humility, too. humility as, as well, there. and passion and clarity and yeah. truth. You know, they're all they're all in, in the mix. But to, to not be involved, not be connected, really connected to community of believers and co-op Jesus. Oh, it's like. Well, I read a, so I had read a Washington Post article, and it was based on, and I've mentioned this book, uh, The Great Dechurching, um, before, and I, I'm in the process of finishing reading that book. But uh, one of the things that, and that just came out October 22nd. I get no, I get no kickback from this, even though I. But it's your buddy, though, right? One of my one of my friends from seminary was a co-author of this, and it's a brilliant book, The, the Great Dechurching. I, I, I recommend all church leaders to read it because one, it paints a very um, it paints a very real picture about the state of the of the church in America in terms of 40 million people have stopped going to church in the last 25 years. It's the largest, um, according to the book, and I, I haven't fact-checked it, but I'm going to trust it that it's true because it seems true. It's the largest swing in religious practice in U.S. history. It, larger than the Great Awakening one and two, and the the movement of the 1950s and the revivals of the 1950s combined, but in the opposite direction. So it paints a dour picture from that standpoint, mm. but a positive picture from the standpoint of when surveyed of those 40 million who have left, the vast majority are go from very willing to somewhat willing to return to church for a variety of reasons. Mm. So there's positive there, but one of the things that come up came up in this book, and was was mentioned in this Washington Post article, is that uh, Christian nationalists, like in the in the 80s, it's like 83 percent of them don't actively go to church anywhere. Wow, it, it's a huge number. I, 83 might be bigger, but wow. it's. It, I, I was shocked at how many, like. 
not just didn't go to church, but were willing to answer a poll statement that they didn't go to church, even though they described that they self-described as a Christian nationalist. And I started thinking, and I know Christian socialists that are in that camp as well. They're, so that's opposite end of the spectrum, who 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 talk about leaving the church as a part of their Christian socialism, which to me is okay. Then you need to drop the Christian part and just <laughs> yeah. you're a nationalist uh, you or you're a socialist. Gotta, you also got to think through the, the teaching on ecclesiology, what, 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 what the church even is. Yeah, absolutely. So, but that to me why the community is so important because conversations we, we should be able to to iron out some of our thoughts and our feelings of of the interpretation interpretation of scripture with people that we trust are also with us in faith right so that when we go into the public discourse when we go out into the community and people engage us on these issues when we're at thanks because i actually had folks come up to me afterwards and um and I and I would imagine the same would have been true had because I think our messages this week were probably as close as they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, really appreciating the tools that 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 were given to them because they're anticipating Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, literally. That's I, one I, good place where you see they know they're gonna have these kinds of conversations. Yeah. And and we ought to be the kind of people that that exhibit um, a positive way forward in terms of mm-hmm. unifying con- con- conversations, even when there's disagreement. Um, you know, one so. thing one, when you mentioned that the one thing that that neither one of us talked about, um, although it's implied in, in a number, a bit of what we were saying, um, is that if if you were just to take the top thirty that were on the list yeah. that I put put up there, uh, that's an that's a even even that which is not. A, a complete list. Uh, that that's a, if, if we're going to engage in conversations on all thirty of those things, there, the amount of knowledge that oh, you yeah. need to have in order to engage in that, because you have to understand the the contemporary expression of that that has become the controversy, in order to get to the principles of scripture that yeah. speak to the controversies, yeah. and you got to do that t- for one times thirty. Well, I, I, I've seen. One of the ones that you mentioned uh, that was on the list, which I, I'll be honest, to me, the controversies are so complicated I, as to – I can't – I know it is polarizing, but I can't I can't comprehend what how – like is the artificial intelligence question, right? So I'm like, man, you'd have to have a lot of knowledge of a lot of things to be able to go to be able to start, go back start with chat gpt yeah. and then work out and then and then and then to go back into scripture to figure out where in scripture how, what guidance in scripture are we using to be able to guide yeah. our thoughts and opinions on artificial intelligence i mean that's that's i'm not saying there isn't guidance in scripture i know in fact there absolutely is but like there's like you said there's just a lot of knowledge and 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 for us to be able to think we have the ability to have hard and fast opinions about most of those topics yeah. based on our limited knowledge it's kind of arrogant right but i do think it, it it illustrates the concern of the thanksgiving dinner yeah absolutely. It's because that the, that that uncle of yours may come with any one of those things and that uncle has been preparing and is yeah. well read on one of those areas and then now you come where you're not as well read on that mm-hmm. and you have this anxiety about can i actually defend the position yeah and when i haven't read up on it and maybe that's hey there's there's a bonus for you today there's the answer i haven't read up on this is that i'm not ready for this yeah be humble 
humble about it, not, yeah. and don't feel the pressure to have to have an opinion if you don't have an opinion on yeah. it. Because but the opinion, that, the opinion would be, I I haven't read up on the content of the the, the argument enough in order to do what you were just describing yeah. a minute ago to go back to the scriptures then to see, okay, what do the scriptures have to say about the content? Yeah, and then where is the principle behind that that I can bring into the conversation? Yeah, and, and someone I think uh, this is a while ago uh, when the the whole Chat GPT that just is getting really narrow was saying, oh, you know, we should we need to do a sermon series on like the ever changing technological landscape, and I, I was thinking, well, maybe, but we, like that's a well, how, I, I, how are you going to get a handle on? That? I know a lot about technology, <laughs> but I, there's still it it moves so fast to go back into scripture and and make, have a hard and fast like thus say this is how the gospel impacts our view yeah. of artificial intelligences especially artificial intelligence as it exists right now which is i think people are scared of something that they're they're projecting out forward yeah. beyond the technology and and i get that because technology yeah. moves so fast and one of the things i would say for all technology and this includes vaccines and everything is we always need to ask the question um not can we do something but should we do something yeah and both of those and that ethical it, ethics and we're in the field of ethics now and, yeah and yeah. that has never been the case with technology I mean, with yeah. sci- scientific advancements it's always can we do it let's do it mm-hmm. never yeah, maybe we can, but should we? You know that that gets to be murky. So and that that was bonus. That was bonus content. <laughs> Once right again, there. the uh, I've used this phrase before. Is sometimes if we're in we're in a topic and we're in an area of conversation, a sermon subject, where it just feels like you've got the proverbial tiger by the tail. Like yeah. there's a beast on the other end of this thing, and I don't want to let it go for so to turn around and turn around. It just feels like there's so much out there. Yeah. And yeah. uh, it, it, this this is big. This is this is big. Was, look at all those. Uh, you know, it was uh, abortion. And now I didn't even bring it up, but you brought up sexuality in general. Just yeah. transgenderism is mm-hmm. a big big thing that could have been put on the sure. the list. Uh, I saw Trump in the big lie on there. It's like, well, does some people like does that even go on the list? Yeah. You know, what is you know is that is that really you know? And but you know all these all of these things. It's a it's a complicated world we live in, and it's yeah. compounded by the fact I had a whole section by the way that I just dumped. Um, uh, on, on the difficulty of hearing in the in a world to, in the world today, uh, the, the, all the you know the the nature noise that is out there is being replaced by mechanical and digital noise, mm-hmm. and so there's that physically wow. literal the world, and then there's the internal noise. Article from uh, prior uh, CEO of Google saying that that um, that the amount of of um, of, of of, of information that is created every I can't remember if it's two days or two years I mean, the, rel- the relative thing does, really doesn't matter every I think it's every two days is more than all the information that was that was uh, cre- created and shared from the birth of civilization to 2003 that's crazy I, I I I don't doubt it. But that is and crazy. it all comes to all us all the time. We have access to it, and, all it's, the time. and it's screaming at us in our in our hands because it's in our it's in our phone and our, our tablets. Well, it's funny because even even right before we we started recording, I was looking at my uh, my email and, and I I subscribe to uh, an e- an email newsletter from the New York Times called the Morning. It's it's just they're they're kind of and right I mean right here at the top of the list. It's uh, it's uh, talking about um, progressive movement 
movements, uh, union strikes, and uh, Black Lives Matter. And I mean, I'm thinking, wow. I mean, this is exactly there's the list. This is it. I mean, and we and some of the things on here we didn't even talk about, like like the Me Too movement. And, and I right. mean, uh, and right now they're like all of these unions are striking. So like, like labor unions. I think if you took that list next year after Hollywood's on strike and and auto workers are on strike and it begins to affect and, and who knows what other unions are going to follow in the wake because historically what happens is the unions uh you know one union one major union in the country goes on strike another major union goes on strike then other smaller unions begin to say we need to do the same thing because we're not being paid accordingly while our ceos are making you know 25 million dollar bonuses uh for yeah. failing uh so that could that, 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 that'll go on the list yeah. next year so it's it's just well it is a crazy we didn't mention that one but but i think it's great it's a great thing to observe like how we handle uh, inflationary times yeah. itself has been a point of contention, um, and you know wh- whether or not the rate hike should take place, and then all- ultimately the impact of all this is that you know, that that leads to things like um, raising the minimum minimum wage, which then raises the prices of the of the, of the goods, which yeah. then raises the cost of living. So the you know we see these, it's it, it is. It is complicated and it's nuanced, and the challenge for us as Christians is to be uh, is to be uh, educated, to be knowledgeable, and to pick and choose which ones we're going to focus on. Because there's no, can't, there's just no way. Yeah. There's just I'm, no way. Even in the church, we yeah. have a committee on this, and they're going to help think through the priorities of what things we ought to be responding to. Well, and because we get, like you just mentioned, so much information all the time we can't possibly absorb it all yeah and and be faithful to the word of truth because that you have to absorb that as well right yeah. and let that inform how you filter this information and that's if, if there's anything i would say to people here fundamentally if you're not baked in in god's word yeah. then there it is then please don't try to be. <laughs> don't try to have a, 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 a opinion that you put a, your a, the, a, stamp, a this, the stamp of Jesus on, on right? Yeah, yeah. Because it will not go well. Because that that because it won't be accurate. I mean, it won't be faithful to and the I think, truth. I think we both landed. In that if we could say one thing with this very complicated set of sets of, of controversies out there. If there's any one thing for people of faith, it is to be steeped in the tradition, uh, steeped in the Word of God. Um, what was your phrase that you used? To base your stance yeah. on the on the word, word of God, that that, that that would be your priority. It's sort of like the old, it used to be that the way that they would de- detect um, uh, uh, fake money. Um, yeah. Um, to the, the money that the counterfeit yeah. counterfeit money yeah. that the way they would do it is they would just, they would have people just just they would stand looking at study, the study, real study. thing yeah look at the real money so, so what could, exactly does real money look yeah. so as soon as you see something that's false you, you recognize you know it, it. Yeah. The same idea I think it, I think both of us landed know the word of God yeah. be immersed in the word of God cover to cover you know, be biblical biblically minded think in biblical stories think yeah. in biblical me- metaphors and then when you start to encounter these these different Controversies, you'll go. Oh yeah, well, what about the, you know? What yeah. about what about this? How do I? Ha-? You know, so you'll you'll be biblically informed on the biblically informed on the major issues. And when you have questions, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, that's the com- yeah, that's, community. That's around. what the community is about. So, I mean, we could probably talk for another hour about yes. this. But uh, good one. This this week, uh, I'll be back in Vine. You'll be back in Classic. Classic. Yes, uh, we're talking about the 
the the churches, churches. right? So the idea behind not it, partially because it's World Communion Sunday, so we're thinking global church, but we're also thinking about are we champions for the other congregations even in our own community, right? Yeah. Is it, are yeah. we championing those things, and you know how do we champion them, and having a have a, having a global mindset in terms of how we help churches across the world, um, yeah. that that is a kingdom benefit. So uh, that's this week. You're in Classic. I'm in Vine. If people missed this past week, I do encourage you to check out fbclakeland.org, the the uh, sermon, the worship page in the sermon archive tab. Pastor John um, mentioned things in his sermon I did not mention. I mentioned things that John didn't mention. We basically landed in the same spot, but I think this will give a pretty, you know, you, you, if you you're worried about Thanksgiving dinner with your you know, your crazy uncles and aunts. Uh, I I think this will help give you handles on those conversations at the minimum. Uh, so be sure to do that. And if not, just tell them, look, I love you, but I don't I don't agree with you. That's right. And leave and, it alone. And, and make sure you subscribe to uh, Armchair Preaching uh, at your favorite podcasting platform: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, so that you can be notified when a new episode drops. Pastor John, thank you once again. It's great to be here. Zach, good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. And uh, we will see everyone else next time.